Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. All right, welcome to Infinite Impact Radio and TV, the show for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. And uh, welcome back, everybody. You may have seen me reading that if you were watching, because <laughs> I just told my guest, Trey, it's been like a month since I've recorded one of these. It's been like that holiday season and um, getting set for 2020, a new decade. So, hey, what better way to start my first interview of the new decade is Trey Carmichael. And I'm going to let him sort of introduce himself here in just a second. But I told him I wanted to read this because I loved it on his Facebook profile. Uh, he writes, I'm a crazy, passionate life changer that gives everyone and anyone the space they need to grow. So welcome, Trey. Thanks for joining us today. And um, glad to have you here on Infinite Impact Radio. Awesome. Thank you for having me, man. Yes, definitely. And I was on your show. Thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to have been on your show a while back. So uh, I knew when I talked to you, then it was the first time we'd really met, I think. So it was awesome to get to know you. And I was like, as soon as we finished, I was like, hey, I want you on my show. We got to get you on my show. So if you will, um, just quickly give a little introduction to yourself, what you do, what you're up to now, and we'll go from there. Awesome. So over the last couple of days, I've been able to, uh, the, the way I kind of explain it is I've been able to go from addict to impact. I went from a really, really bad place where I was addicted to drugs. I received a mental health diagnosis that kind of put me into a weird place. And then uh, around that time, like I started getting into marketing. I got, and then um, over the last couple of years, I've been able to build a network of incredible professionals that are experts in different areas and on different things. And we take people and we take them from no brand all the way to scaling to six, seven and figures and above. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, what, uh, do you mind going a little bit? We'll, we'll, we'll get more into your business stuff, but do you mind going a little bit deeper into your origin story just to share with people, just to give everybody a little bit of inspiration? Absolutely. So I'll, um, I'll go ahead and just go back. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go back all the way to uh, junior high real quick and like kind of where it all kind of got weird. Like it's kind of weird the way school is, man. Like when, uh, when you're going through the first like kindergarten, pre-K, first, like first, second grade, like everybody's friends, all the kids are friends with each other. And then all of a sudden you hit this point where everybody goes into cliques, everybody's, everybody kind of separates. And then, so, and then some of the kids end up being the odd ones out. I was the odd one out and I didn't really, I didn't really click. I went through junior high and uh, middle school kind of getting picked on. I didn't feel like I fit in. And then uh, when I got it, when I got into high school, I started discovering drugs. I started experimenting with drugs. Uh, eventually, my dealers started having having me sell drugs for them, and just it it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. Once I once I got into high school, and then um, 
eventually I started realizing like, wow, I really need to change my life, but I don't know what to do. I tried to go to the doctor. They, um, I tried to go to the doctor and ask for help. I wanted therapy. And instead of therapy, they tried to put me on six medications that day. And I was like, dude, I'm a drug addict. I'm asking you for help on that. And you want to give me six different medications to take every single day. Like that's, that's not how this works. That's not going to help me. And then, so I, I just kind of, I had to go from there. And then shortly after that, my, uh, my good friend, uh, Kyler Gifford found me. He was a real estate agent that I went to high school with. And uh, he asked me to come help him with his open house one day. And we got to talking and I had, uh, I had started a nonprofit back in high school called You Are Loved. And I had done a little bit of marketing for that. But uh, we started talking about social media marketing and all that. And I said, you know, I'm not really, I'm not an expert or anything, but like, I will come help you. And I guess it was the universe looking out, like he knew where I was, but he, but he, he gave me a job anyways. He let me start working for him. And then uh, when I got obsessed with it. I started getting off the drugs. I, uh, I reached out to one of my friend's moms, uh, Lisa McClanahan, who is a, uh, a coach and consultant for life and business. And she, uh, she kind of helped me figure out who I, who I am and what I was doing, why I was doing it and all that stuff. And uh, she actually helped me craft that intro that I'm a, that I'm a crazy passionate life changer that gives everyone and anyone the space they need to grow that, that, that quickly became my, my anchor. And I didn't have that anchor before. So if you don't have like a, uh, like a statement that is clearly who you are, I really recommend defining that so that you can anchor yourself to that. And then that's, that's really where it started from there. I just started finding more mentors. I found a mentor in every area of my life and it just grew into what it is now. Yeah, that's great. One thing I want to go back just a little bit farther back into, you mentioned that, um, well, two things actually <clears throat> I found interesting out of that that was sort of cool. One, you started a nonprofit when you were in high school. Is that what you said, right? Non In high school? Uh, yes, sir. And yeah. so that, and um, also you had like that little spark of wanting, you were interested in online marketing. And was that also in high school too? So you had both of those little sparks of inspiration? So I never really had that much of an interest in, uh, I never really had that marketing specifically, but I always had a, uh, I always had an interest in business. My, both of my parents always ran business. Getting my dog out of my room so he will shut up. <laughs> no worries. I couldn't even hear him. Yeah. I just don't want you to hear him. That's rude. But, um, I always had an interest in marketing. Both of my, both of my parents ran businesses when I was growing up. And uh, actually the only two classes that I, that I liked in high school was graphic design and entrepreneurship. The, less, the rest of the classes I literally slept through. And to be honest, I barely even graduated. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you, I think you're not alone when it comes to a lot of people I meet that are entrepreneurs. School was not really um, the right fit in a lot of ways for, for many of us, you know, myself included. But, um, so tell me, I, I, if you would just sort of expand a little bit on the nonprofit, cause I think that's really cool. Cause I can be honest with you. When I was in high school, I mean, even though you were saying, you know, you had these things going on in high school in your personal life with drugs and, you know, you're felt left out and things like that. You started a nonprofit. I mean, when I was in high school, I could barely even 
you know, figure out how to function like a normal person. <laughs> and so I find it very interesting and intriguing that you did have that spark of wanting to give to others by starting something like that. So if you don't mind sort of share a little bit more about that, cause I think that's a huge, a huge win. <laughs> well, honestly, it, uh, it wasn't, it was never planned to turn into a nonprofit. I just knew that I felt, I felt incredibly alone all the time, even when I was sitting with my best friends and I didn't really know how to, uh, I didn't really know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to get past that. So I went to my friend, uh, his name's Kevin Stark, actually. He won't mind me calling him out. But uh, I went to my friend Kevin and I said, man, like, how can we tell people that, like, just they are loved? How can we remind them of that? Like, how, how can we make people know that they're loved? And somehow that read, led to us going and getting a couple of anonymous masks and uh, just getting a couple big cardboard signs that said free hugs and you are loved. And we walked around my hometown for the majority of a day and just walked around town giving people hugs and having conversations with people, reminding them that they're loved and that we're all human too. And then uh, halfway through the day, we got stopped by, uh, by someone and they were taking pictures of us in front of a big Wimberley mural and come to find out that they were a reporter and we were on the uh, front page of the newspaper like the next week for doing that. And it, and slowly it just grew from there. I went to uh, one of my, one of my friend's dads who was a lawyer. Turns out that he was a part of a, um, it turns out that he was a part of an, an umbrella organization, which funds other nonprofit organizations. So very quickly we had an organization put together. We were taking donations. We actually had one benefit for a girl in town who had, who got into an accident. She, um, she, she got into a very bad car accident. We raised like, we raised over $10,000 for her. And that's kind of uh, shortly, shortly after that, like I, I started kind of getting worse and worse and it kind of felt, and it kind of fell to pieces though. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's still, I mean, you made a massive impact whether you re realize it or not just from that one thing. So, I mean, congratulations on that. That's an awesome, awesome thing. So, um, you know, it's like we talk about on this show and even the cover art, it's just that one, one drop in the water creates a massive ripple effect. So you were doing that back in high school. So that's great, man. That's very cool. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, so now if you would just tell us sort of where you are in business right now, um, and what's going on in your life for this decade moving forward? <laughs> well, this decade moving forward, I am systemizing my personal brand so that it can kind of operate on its own. I'm putting, I'm, I'm helping other people launch their own personal brands that can operate essentially on their own. They, ha they still have to create content and do video, but from that you can create the rest of the content. The rest just kind of, the rest just kind of works. Like if you have the content, you just have to have the places to put it and then you're good, you're good to go pretty much. Like that's all this, that's all this internet game really is, is just having enough content to fill where it needs to be filled. Yes. Yeah. And definitely. so I'm helping people launch their personal brands. I'm getting more and more heavily involved in nonprofits. I'm going to be taking on a handful of nonprofits pro bono and helping them put together an actual brand and finding different ways that they can monetize other than just taking donations. Because I think that nonprofits have too much of a tendency of 
thinking, oh my gosh, we just got to get donations and they don't sell anything. They don't do anything and they really don't operate like an actual business for the most part. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be working with nonprofits. I hired the virtual assistant so that I actually have time to do that. And that's, and over the last couple of years, I've been building my network. So I'm, I'm going to be putting together a done for you, a personal brand program where we take you from nothing and you have a business within 21 days within within 21 to 30 days with a massive amount of content ready to go out. That's great. Yeah. We, as we know, you, um, you gotta have content. You gotta be loud today all the time. You gotta be very loud because there are so many people out there doing it so that you have, you have to be out there more times and you have to be more interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, and that goes to, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because, um, you know, when I was on your show, I actually talked about the infinite impact method. And one part in that is, um, you know, shine to attract and affect. So basically that's part of what you're doing in that when it comes to content, you know, the right kind of content, getting out in the right locations to attract the right people and affect them um, and helping other people do that. So that's cool. So let me ask you this. Based on that, what is your favorite platform to get out there and get your content out? Because I know you and I talked before this and you're you're really systematizing it. And like you said, you're getting some help to get it out a lot farther to many other platforms. But out of everything out there, what do you think is your number one platform that you like to use to reach the right people and affect their lives? The Facebook communities are really my fit, my favorite, like Facebook in general is good for connecting with people. But when you get people into that community space and let them connect with each other, then it really, it can really change people's lives because I went into communities when I was trying to get my stuff together and I, and I was trying to figure out who I was, where I was. And I found, and I found some of my best friends that turned into the most incredible mentors, just going around, going around in Facebook communities. Cool. Cool. So do you, and you have your own, I get, I'm guessing, right? Yep. I always say, I always say, find your tribe or build it yourself because I, I was finding bits and pieces of people that I, that I clicked with in different communities. So, but I wasn't really finding my, I wasn't really finding my, my group. So I created it. I, I made a Facebook community. I started putting out the content and the vibe and the voice that I wanted to kind of attract into there. And slowly but surely every single expert I know, every person I'm connected with now and well, almost every person I'm connected with now and have, have strategic partnerships with came from building that group and building that community. That's awesome. That's powerful stuff, man. It's a great way to not only just to build your tribe of customers and clients, but also to build your professional network and expand your circle of influence. Yeah. If you want to network, start a podcast because you, you ask somebody for an interview you would re- you would really be surprised how few people say no because it just it it appeals to our natural human need to feel important and like it talks about that and how to win friends and influence and that's like that's one of the deepest things you make somebody feel important you make somebody feel like you look up to them they're probably going to say yes to you picking their brand for a little bit yeah and i i second that 100% so so i'm a, i'm actually taking a few notes here just to let you know <laughs> taking a few notes, but I agree with you 100%. Um, that's the one thing I've found that a lot of people focus when they talk about podcasts, they're like, well, how many listeners am I going to get? How much money am I going to make off my podcast? It's like, well, have you thought about 
how you're going to expand your network. And I've found the same thing that you said, just getting, building my network, but also it's been amazing because the universe has sort of brought people into my network that I would have never connected with. And you included, I mean, we probably would have never met if it wouldn't have been for a podcast and your podcast, my podcast. So, I mean, it's amazing stuff. Um, one other thing I like to always talk about because I'm really into over the last year, it's been a probably 2000, I'd say 2019, the end of the decade was like the end of the old me. Um, and it, it sort of opened up the possibilities to a new me, even, you know, I'm a, I'm a little more progressed in age than you are. <laughs> so that's a nice way of putting it. But one thing that I'm really into is like, you know, mindset, working on yourself. So if you, I would say, what, what do you do? Not maybe not every day, but on a regular basis, what do you focus on to improve yourself, whether it's mind, body, spirit, um, emotional, or all of them? The, the main thing that I really focus on, and I, I struggled with it until recently, but when I linked up with Tiffany Toombs, she's an NLP practitioner, I started taking the, uh, the language that I use with myself infinitely, infinitely more seriously. And when you're, like, when you're talking to yourself, like we, we have a tendency of being our own worst critic, and we also tend to get to ourselves a lot more than anybody else talking to ever could. Yeah. So every single day, if I, uh, uh, Jim Quick actually puts this really well. If you've ever heard of him, he calls them, uh, he calls them ants. He calls them automatic negative thoughts and he calls it crushing ants. Where if you ca if you catch a negative thought, you have to, uh, you have to very quickly reframe it. So for instance, you get stressed out. Like it's actually kind of hard for me to even think of something now because most of the time I automatically think the, uh, the positive thoughts because I've changed it so many times. But uh, whenever something bad happens, we have a tendency of thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Like how can I ever come back from this? When the reality is, is you're going to get past it. Like, like you didn't die. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like as long as you didn't die, you're going to get past it. I mean, yeah. come on. It's almost your, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. It's your choice how you get past it. Yeah. So just shift the language. If you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. You just have to catch that and shift it to, this is not a good thing. I don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but I am going to figure this out and I'm going to get past it. And you have to be the one to like, look at yourself and like, as weird as it sounds, look in the mirror and say, I love you, but we're, and we're going to get through this. Like it, and that's, I've had people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell people to go look in the mirror and tell yourself you love, you love yourself and you can do this. But man, there's really a lot of power in that. You have to be the one to do that for yourself, it's, especially if you expect other people to come in and love you the same way. Like you, your cup has to be full and it's the same with everything. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I mean, I think that's, that's the first time anybody sort of shared that insight on the podcast, but to watch how you speak to yourself because we all have that internal dialogue. So I, I congratulate you on that. I know that's something I'm working on. I try to, I meditate daily and now I try to focus. I've been trying to train myself that whenever a negative thought or something pops up in my head to immediately, like I've never thought of it in that analogy though. I love it. Like squashing ants, 
but immediately sort of check it, flip it. But then also what I've been trying to do, and I don't know if you do this, you can let me know or not, but I try to reflect on why did that come into my head? Because there's something that there's a belief pattern that continues to bring up certain negative thoughts or certain reactions in the same type of situation. So I try to go back even another step and say, why did that happen? And how can I take care of that so that I don't have the next step, which is the negative thought or negative reaction. So. Yeah, I tend to try to figure it out, but you're not always, you're not always going to figure it out. And this is one thing that like I had to learn because I mean, like I said, like I got a, uh, I got a mental health diagnosis. Like I, I am diagnosed with disassociative bipolar schizophrenia. So like day to day, I have some issues with my emotions and sometimes I have to recognize like, Hey, I'm not okay. Something hurts. I don't know why, but it's going to be okay. And like, as humans, we have to give ourselves space to recognize that as well. Yeah, definitely. And some grace to forgive ourselves when things happen that none of us are perfect. Right. (laughs) I love it. I love it that you're doing those things. I mean, that's like that. I'm going to save, I put crushing ants on here. That's going to be something that I'm going to, that's going to stick with me for a long time because I think that's like such a great analogy to think of. I mean, you can complicate that whole, you know, thing, or you can just put it like that. And it's perfect. Um, yeah, I can't take complete credit for that. I pulled that off of Jim Quick's podcast where he's talking about quick brain. No, I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go check him out too. So Jim Quick, crushing ants. I love it. Um, and uh, one more thing real quick yeah. with, with uh, talking to yourself, like, a lot of people have things in their past that like they tend to hold on to and think that that's who they are. Uh, one thing that I started doing is like, and it's again, it comes back to talking to yourself, but I, um, I have a tendency of saying, I love you. I'm sorry. That's not how it's going to be anymore. I love you. I'm sorry. That's not how it's going to be anymore. And that like when you love yourself, in that way, like it really gives yourself the space to do the things that you need and want to do. Yeah. I love like, that. Like I appreciate stop you. waiting for someone else to give you the space is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I, I, it's funny because, um, I had some things like this last year. It was, I can't remember. It was a, it was a Russell Brunson podcast and also from another speech from a guy who had uh, Chris beats cancer as his, brand, but I can't remember his website or his name, but he talks about how you have to, in order to succeed and to get healthy mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you have to forgive. And I found myself forgiving some people that I needed to forgive. But what you just said was the most important person that I forgot to forgive initially, and that was myself. Um, And then once I sort of did that, yeah, once, once I did that, that it's like, wait a minute, I was forgiving everybody else, but no wonder I'm still being held back a little bit. I didn't forgive myself. Once I did that, I saw some real improvement, some real positive momentum. So I appreciate you sharing that as a reminder. Um, a couple more questions. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, I know you've shared a little bit about this already, so I may may already know the answer to this, but when it comes to taking quantum leaps in your business and 
you know, professional and personal life. What are you doing right now to simplify your business to take those leaps and get massive momentum moving into this new decade? Clarity, clarity and systems. Like the, uh, I was moving into moving into this year. I was not like, don't get me wrong. Like I've done a, I've done a lot of the, I've done a lot of the work I needed to, but I wasn't completely clear on like what I was exactly trying to do, the exact impact I was trying to make and who exactly I was trying to reach. So I, uh, I was very quiet the last couple of months on social media and everything leading up into January, because I was trying to figure out exactly what I was working towards and all of those things. And I had to get, I had to get clear. And then I started documenting my SOPs as well so that I could hire some virtual assistants and automate anything that I possibly could so that I could essentially buy back enough time to focus on what I had been getting clear on. So that's kind of the steps that I've been taking. That's great. I love it. I, uh, that's one thing that I think it's, everybody's so focused on making resolutions for the new year <laughs> and you're actually doing something that I think that was a lot, yeah, a lot more productive, especially for for personal and business, getting clear on who you want to serve and what, how you want to serve them, what you want, and then taking yourself out of non-revenue generating um, things in your business is like one of the smartest. It's something I'm focusing on this year too. So um, I think everybody can learn from that. That's <laughs> listening to this. They should all start Duh. documenting their processes. Do you, now let me ask you, this is a follow-up. Do you document, do you use like uh, video captures? Do you capture things with video to like document the process just written or how is your, how is your process have, to document uh, the process? Yeah. So right now I, for the most part, I tend to just do uh, like very detailed Google drive files that are literally step-by-step, step, like click this button, look here for this button, do this, do that. Like just very, very, very step-by-step. Step. And you want to, and you want to dumb it down to the point that a monkey could pretty much do it. And then you can have robots do it. You can have, you, you, you can have a little kid do it even like, it's not a, the majority of tasks, like they're not hard online if you have a step-by-step. -step. So if you, if you set it up the right way, like you can have robots come in and take over. You can have a, you can have a virtual assistant come in and take over. Hell, you can have your kid come in and take over if you document it the right way. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one thing that so many of us entrepreneurs make that mistake from the beginning. We should be doing this from the very beginning documenting everything, but it what usually happens. I don't know if this happened to you, but what I noticed that with a lot of people I talked to myself included, what happens is, is you push, you push, you try to do everything, you burn out, you hit a wall. Then you realize, Oh, I should have been documenting this. I need some help. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's what two people have a, two people have a habit of. And I've actually been one of the biggest things I've been doing recently is consulting people on SOPs because a lot of people don't have an actual process of things in their business, but I can step into a brand and within like a, and within a couple of days I can have their whole, their entire marketing plan like SOP would out so that they're just creating content. They're moving that on. I can have like their, their internal communications SOP would out their, and then a lot of people don't really have it, but like you need hiring and firing SOPs. And that's one thing that 
oh man, who told me that? Uh, I can't remember who made the who made the big point about having a hiring and the firing one, but most people do not have an SOP for firing and letting people go. Yeah, I I don't know anybody that does. So I think that's smart. I mean, <laughs> that's really a valuable service if you can step in and help people. That especially a lot of entrepreneurs who, well, like myself, I'm a high D on the disc profile, so I'm just sort of like go 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 go, you know fast and fail and just don't even think about the process. So having somebody that can help with that is always massively valuable. Um, yeah, right, literally so down to the way, literally down to the way that I interact with people, the messages that I send them when they engage with my stuff, I have every single thing documented documented and on a wire frame so that like if somebody literally needs to pretend to be me for a day or two, like it's possible. Oh, that's perfect though. I mean, now, see, you're setting yourself up for being able to take a vacation, which most entrepreneurs can't do. <laughs> so that's Oh, perfect. I want to be able to step out completely and be able to say, Hey, I'm busy for a month. I'm going to go step into this nonprofit and completely rebuild it from the inside out. Like that is the goal. That's what I'm trying to build. I want to be able to reach and help the people who need me, not the people who can afford me. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's perfect, man. So if you can pull it, you, you don't, I can't remember if I'm even saying this right, but you don't really have a business if you are the business, you know? And so what you're smartly doing is removing yourself. You're creating this, you're creating the business and you're doing the right things to move yourself out. So you can go create that impact. So I love that. That's awesome. Great pointer for everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing, I mean, that's what entrepreneurs do is we create jobs for ourselves. When we don't want a job, it's like, I don't want a job. I want to be an entrepreneur. And then guess what? I just created myself a 70 hour work week job or an 80 hour work week job instead of a 40. And yeah. I'm not even making money off of it yet. So yeah. Yeah. I, love I structure it. everything in a way that I have a, any business I work with, any client I work with, I schedule their things so that if they completely fell off, like if they got hurt for, if they got hurt, if something, or if they wanted to go on vacation, whatever it means may be if you're gone can your business run without you and that is the way that i like to structure every single thing i do that's smart i mean life happens you know you never know what's going to come up so um all right well so last question uh and we've sort of touched on this already but how do you plan to serve others and transform their lives moving forward you've mentioned a little bit about i guess you know what i'd like to hear more about if you don't mind i'll sort of twist twist that question a little bit more, but I love the whole um, aspect of going in and helping nonprofits. So if you don't mind, could you share a little bit more about your vision for transforming nonprofits and helping them, you know, be more successful with their missions? So I'll, uh, I want to start by touching on, uh, touching on one of the ways, one of the th- one of the ideas that I really focus on when it comes to making an impact. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know you, I know you talk about the ripple effect, but uh, I, I, I've been kind of taking it a step further. And one idea that, I, that I've been really thinking about is that in a lot of people have, call, have, have called me almost selfish because I've gotten to the point where I want to make millions of dollars as fast as I possibly can. Because if my cup is not full, like I can't be pouring it into everybody else's. So I just want a constant stream of energy and money is an energy and the people I interact with, that's an energy. My network is an energy. I want a constant stream of energy flowing into my cup 
so that it is just eternally overflowing and overflowing into the people around me and just anything that can multiply instead of just being one-to-one -one, like mass and just get a, just, I'm trying to pull away from the I'm trying to pull away from one-to-one -one and I'm trying to get to a point where I can just overflow energy and that's yeah. that's kind of the uh, that's kind of a, the model I want to take with nonprofits because they have a tendency of thinking oh we need to get donations we need to get donations we need to get donations when you can put a merchandise store together for I mean you don't have to spend much money to put a merchandise store together you don't have to spend much money to put an actual website together you don't have to put much money to put an online to put an online store together like or to put together an online program I mean that that would help the people that you're trying to reach that you can sell and then every time you sell one give one of those programs to someone who who can't afford it like that's all of those things are not hard to build and have in place but the majority of nonprofits just don't they don't operate like a business the majority of them don't market like a business because they think oh i need to get donations whereas if you took a if you took a nonprofit organization built them the podcast built them all the social media platforms and put them everywhere and ran it like a business they could scale like a business and make more and make a whole lot more impact yeah definitely i mean they still from what i see too i actually i i help a nonprofit too and everything is still based on that old model um and it's funny that you mentioned this. I'm actually interviewing someone today whose whole business is based around helping nonprofits as well, like develop marketing systems and moving into the future. So uh, I think it's a big, it's a, it's an area that we, we as impact driven entrepreneurs, like you said, don't, we, we need to continue to help them because they don't have access to these tools and this knowledge. And as you know, their budgets are usually like, for those not watching, my fingers are just barely apart. I mean, tiny, tiny little budgets. They think they can't, they, I think they have that limited mindset. I don't know if you've run across that or not. Like, hey, we can't afford online marketing or we can't afford a website. It's when you and I know it's very affordable. I mean, you can have a, you can have a pretty much automated, you can have virtual assistants, you can have all the software you need and you can automate it and spend like, less than 700 bucks a month and then like the majority of those things like they're gonna they're gonna actually start growing that budget because you're gonna be growing the merchandise and selling other things instead of just collecting donations yeah just donations writing grants all that kind of stuff that's just the old model that i know and that's sort of what my the, the one i'm working with ran up against the end of the year we were trying to put something together and they were just like it's the end of the year we have to go get donations that's all they could think about was like get those the end of the year donations, get those sponsorships. And, you know, they were pushing so hard and I was trying to explain to them like you are, I was like, we can probably be a lot smarter about how we get donations. Have you ever thought about instead of constantly having to spend so much money on written materials and one-on-ones to get, how about automate the process somehow online? So absolutely, um, I or appreciate you doing like, that. Yeah. yeah. So like, how about this? Like bring in the people who are going to be the big donors and interview them on a podcast when they like anybody who gives you anybody who gives your organization a big donation, bring them in for an interview. Yeah. Give them that press, give them the reason to give you a big donation. Yeah, exactly. Make them, I mean, cause as you and I know a lot of these big people who give the big donor, not everybody, but I come from the real estate world too. So a lot of it's like this status thing. 
you know, like they want to raise their status. So why not help them out? Like you said, get them, you know, get the word out that they are an amazing person for helping at your organization and spread that far and wide because it's going to be a win-win for everybody involved if you do that. Yeah. I, I hate to be that person and kind of throw my industry under the bus, but if they, uh, if, if nonprofits started doing that, they'd have a whole lot of marketing and online business people jumping at getting more involved with their nonprofits because it is all smoke and mirrors, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, well, I think if you're authentic, I think that's, I think the movement and like what you're doing too is like moving towards authenticity. Um, people are seeing like they, they have, they've seen almost any kind of marketing trick you can throw at them. So when you come at them from a point of being authentic with yourself in your marketing, in your brand, you've got, you know, it's a game changer. You got no competition when you're yourself because nobody else is you. That's a fact. And when people, re- when people actually resonate with you and you put yourself out there, like it creates a, almost like a happy obligation just to come, to come back to you, to come buy from you when they need what you offer. And the happy obligation is what builds multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah. I like that. The happy obligation builds multi-million dollar businesses. So I'm going to have to pull that little snippet out and steal it from me. And no, I'm just, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Though. That's awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up what you want. None of us are reinventing the wheel. Yeah, no, not at all. That's why I think, I think a lot of, I like the fact that you brought up, you want to, you know, you want to make more so you can give more, Yeah. you know, and that's the one thing that a lot of people I think get glossed in. It's like, okay, Oh, this is just some greedy entrepreneur. But I, I, the circle of entrepreneurs that have been on this podcast like yourself, and there are many more out there. They want to make a lot of money. I mean, there's no, they, they want to earn a lot, one for their family, but also so they can then follow their dreams to actually, and their mission to help other people. Uh, and I think that's, I think we're moving into a new decade where I think we're going to see a lot more of that, a lot more authenticity and a lot more entrepreneurs who are focused on making more money to make a bit bigger impact, you know, to monetize their mission, not necessarily just to hit customers up to get some quick cash and, you know, buy a Ferrari. Um, at least I hope, I hope we're seeing that. I, I think so. I think more people are realizing and I, as I meet more and more really successful people doing my podcast, the people who are doing extremely well are the people who are actually putting the people first and being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Well, um, we're going to wrap up. So I want to just quickly, this is something new. I thought, I don't know where I had this idea, but I thought I'd throw this out there. I wanted to just throw out like three of my biggest takeaways and um, that I got from you today, sort of celebrate some of the stuff you threw out there. So the people listening can actually at the end of this podcast go, God, there was so much value in this, but here's three really cool things that they can remember. And um, number one was if you don't have an anchor statement, that you can share about yourself. You need to create one. I thought that was very valuable. Um, number two, if you want to build a successful network, start a podcast, start interviewing people. Also agree 100%. So there's two things our listeners can do right now. And the third one, this, this might've been my favorite one just because of the visual. And I know you said it wasn't yours 100%, but I'm giving you 
you know, credit for sharing it with us. Otherwise I would have never heard it was, you know, we all have those negative thoughts popping up in our head. So every time one pops up, you want to think of it as an ant and crush that ant. So what was the, what was the actual wording behind that? Any negative thought? The, it was the automatic negative thoughts. Yes. Automatic negative thoughts or ants. And then you want to crush those whenever they come up and replace it with something positive, I'm guessing. So, um, yeah, I love those three. It's cool more just takeaways. reframing it. It's not. It's not so much completely replacing the thought, but it's reframing it from "Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever" to "Oh my gosh, this is not good, but it's going to be okay." Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, and oh, how blessed I am to get this lesson that I can learn from and grow stronger from. You know, I love that. That's all. That's great. So those are three three takeaways that everybody can get from this. There was so much more though. So go back and listen to the whole thing again. Um, and before we wrap up, I do want to ask you, where can everybody find you? I know you've got, a, you're every, well, the next decade, you're going to be everywhere. So give us, give us maybe your top two or three places that you want people to come interact with you now. Uh, you can find me on pretty much any social media platform. Really the best way to actually communicate with me is just to go add me on Facebook. It's Trey Carmichael. You can get into the virtually limitless entrepreneur community as well. And those are kind of going to be where I hang out the most. Okay. And, and then put, also I've got the virtually limitless podcast. If you want to go see some of my interviews and stuff like that, you'll be able to catch Evans on there soon. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that. That was one of my favorite interviews to be honest with you too, of, uh, of the last decade. Look, you get, you get to be the first of the new decade and you were the, like being on your podcast was one of my favorites last year. Um, but I'll put links for all those. Is there anything else? You want to share? Do you have anything out there? You know, you want to give or just tell them to come to your group and join your group and get in there and start interacting. Yeah, just hop in there. There's a ton. There's a ton of value. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting some stuff, some stuff put together. I'm gonna have like a virtual summit that people can opt into soon, and I'm, and I'm having an ebook. Like, I, I, I put it together, and now I'm having it turned into an actual ebook that's gonna be like my personal brand blueprint. So. I'll be giving all that stuff away in my group soon, but the interviews are really the, the main thing that I give. Cause I mean, that's straight from the mouth, what these people are doing right now, not just some hooey from a course. Yeah. So go to, go to the virtually limitless entrepreneur community right now. So that's where you'll get all the good stuff. So, all right, Trey, well, I appreciate it. Thank you for being my first interview of 2020 in the new decade. So we kicked it off in a good way, I think today. And I appreciate you and I'm grateful that we got to connect over these past few months and I look forward to doing some stuff with you in the future too. And who knows, man, I'm, I'm, I'm might be coming to you pretty soon to help me with some systems. Cause I am in dire need of that kind of help that just does not function in my brain. So I, I appreciate you and thanks for spending time with us. Absolutely, man. We all win when we all win. Wow, what another great episode. Our guests are amazing and I appreciate each and every one of them for spending some time with us. And also, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen or to watch. If you find this valuable and think others would enjoy it too, would you please leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. 
We would appreciate it any way you're watching, listening, consuming this, just to get some feedback and to see that you're enjoying the kind of content we're putting out. It would mean the world to us. We want to make sure we're making a positive impact on everybody that's listening. And by doing that, you also help us make sure that other people who may need to hear the messages of my guests will also hear them. So thank you again. I appreciate it. And listen, if you've got a a desire to start an an impact, purpose-driven business, but don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to jump on a call with you just to give you some advice, some things I've learned from my guests, some things I've learned from my journey. Just come find me on Facebook. It's Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N, coaching. Evans Putman Coaching on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, at Evans Putman. Send me a direct message. However you want to reach out to me, just please do it. I'll be glad to jump on and help you out. And if you think you're perfect for this podcast, I can't wait to hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next Infinite Impact Radio episode. Thank you.